They're coming to get you. The persons who have recently died have been returning to life. Have been returning to life. The Fear Central Radio Show. Hey, fellow horror fans, welcome to the Fear Central Radio Show. I am your host, Mike, and uh, this week my co hosts are. The Allergy Ridden Heather. Allergy Ridden Heather. And the feeling okay, Paul. The feeling okay, Paul. You're feeling okay there, Paul. Thanks. Sure. <laughs> I need a lawyer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay, it's been one of them days already. Yeah. Already. Um, but we are going into part six of our horrors history. Uh, we're going to actually start breaking this up probably into smaller and smaller increments as time goes on because we're just going to have more and more and more films showing up during these periods. So Thank you, home video. Right. So this week we are going through uh, 1980 to 84. So we're going to break this one up in half. Mm-hmm. The 90s we may break up in thirds or something. I don't know. <laughs> you really think the 90s are going to be that much more prolific? I don't know. I know the 2000s I mean, I mean, probably I mean, will the, be. Yeah, I mean, the direct, I mean, the directed video will definitely add a chunk to it. Yeah. But. Yeah, when we get to closer to this time with all the VOD stuff, it's just going to be... We'll just... We may just stop at, at 2010. And you'll kill you'll kill significant trees if you start including all the full moon productions. I know. Sorry. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I was I was really thinking that we were going to do that when we hit all the hammer stuff, but it really wasn't that big of a list. No. Uh, so yeah, moving into the eighties, um, there's a lot of things going on in the eighties that we haven't seen um, really thus far. Like uh, we're seeing a lot of sequels. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the beginning of franchises. Uh, with you know, Halloween started in the late seventies, and now there's multiples. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, John Carpenter's supposed to be doing number 10 himself. Okay. All right. I can get behind that. I can too. As long as he brings back Buster Rhymes. Right. <laughs> that was a great one. I love that one. That was a great one. What the hell are you doing? I'm playing Michael Myers. Get your ass in the garage. And Michael walks off. I know. Kills me. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, John Carpenter. Drake. Right? <laughs> He said he wouldn't walk off if it were Drake. I know, right? Stand up. <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good, great films. Um, a lot of pivotal films to yeah. the horror genre. But as far as like the renowned horror directors, you have quite a few working in this, in this period. Cause right. You got Sam Raimi, John Carpenter, Wes Craven, Clive Parker. Like what when we're dealing with the entire decade? Yeah, but I mean we're only going to the four. You know, uh, Sean Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I mean, there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. uh, and there's some that you know we just don't really talk about, like Doctor Cadaverino's Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's the entire episode. Go watch that. Go watch that. that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) also we get the right... I mean, we saw a couple last time, I think, but we get a lot more rise of uh, Stephen King here in the 80s. Yes. Yes, we do. Especially starting I love me some Stephen King. You do. (laughs) You do love you some Stephen King. One of the ones that I liked, it was actually a TV movie, not theatrical release. One of my favorites is Salem's Lot. Yes. Which yeah. I know was last <coughs> show. But mm-hmm. It was a good one. It was a great movie. I didn't like the sequel or the remake. Yeah, TV no. movie with Rob Lowe. Uh, I, didn't I like honestly that. think if you could put the better elements of the remake with the better elements of the original, it would be the most amazing adaptation you ever have. Probably so, yeah. But because like there are things that were good about that remake, but... Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like with The Shining, which... You know, shows up here in 1980. Um, I really love the Kubrick Shining. Yes. But then when they did the remake TV movie with Rebecca Dormornay, I really liked it. Yeah. It was much closer to the book. Right. Yeah. Because Stephen King did not like the Stanley Kubrick movie. He still does not like the Stanley Kubrick movie. No, he did not. Which it makes sense. You watch that movie and you go, oh, 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 hold on. 
Yeah. It's a writer character. This is Stephen King's stand-in character, and you right. made him a terrible person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, just replace the alcoholism thing with just the fact that he's just going crazy. Crazy. <laughs> I love that movie. I was thinking about calling it No TV, No Beer, Make Homer something, something. Yeah. And I know, we, I, I know we ended up talking about Cannibal Holocaust and yes. Shining last episode. Yes. My fault. But now they are here They're in here 1980. In 1980. So, you know, Heather really loved that movie. Oh my God, no, I did not. <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust was terrible. It, it made you feel on a whole nother level, and it wasn't a good feeling. It was like, shit. So the most, should I be watching this? I think, I think possibly more interesting than all the, like, problems of that movie <coughs> is that the music. Because it has one of the most beautiful yeah. almost love themes that's what i mean that's what i mean it's heard. like it's like you start off and you're like okay this, this is not going to be too bad and then it, except, you get going ex- and you're like what except whenever they finally repro- except when they finally reprise that that song it's during one of the worst scenes in the movie yeah so every time you hear that song from now on um one of my favorite movies of the last couple of decades uh hobo with a shotgun they had the scene of Rucker Howard coming in on the train. They used that song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know. Maybe because they were actually like killing these animals because they had one per. Yeah. I mean, they had one per movie. You weren't going to get another turtle, right? Or a pig, right. and or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. or human. Or I, and, and I think and I think the uh, the weird. I think the one that got me the most was when they had her impaled. The, on the spike. I love that that was one of the poster images for it. It for was actually one of the poster images. You yeah. know that was one of the... She was actually part of the production crew. Yeah. And she didn't... They just decided to use her. Right. It's like, oh, which, which, well that's... You would do it on occasion. Awesome. You're like, mm, I need a couple extras. You two aren't yeah, going to right? get in there. Well, I mean, to be completely naked and uh, being put on a pike... So, I think so, it was more so the way she through. was piked, I think, is so, what got me. I thought you were about to make a comment. I thought you were about to say, to be completely honest, and then you said, to be completely naked, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> 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 well, she was completely naked and covered in mud. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, I, and no, no. Yeah. yeah. It's not one that I will watch again, right. ever. <laughs> ever. Um, yeah, it, it was one of those... Because I only caught like the last half of it or so because I was... You were late. I was late because, you know, I had to bring home the bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, I just lost my train out there. You only got to watch half of it. Yeah. I only got to you only got to watch the last yeah. half of it. Because Well, you did rewind <clears> it <throat> back and let me see the turtle. Yeah. Because you were like, look at this, that's a real turtle. I was like, why are you showing me this? Because you needed to see what we saw. So... What I is saw it, now you have to see it. Exactly. <laughs> what has been seen cannot be unseen. Talking about things that can be unseen, John Carpenter comes out with a new film in 1980 mm-hmm. called The Fog. The Fog. Which is unseen. Yep. Well, The Fog is seen, but what's that in is The a, Fog? That is like, I've never understood why that movie has an R rating, I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, it is, that is one of the classiest horror movies I can, that I can think of. The way it's shot is almost like, you know, it, like, it does a whole lot of under, un, behind the scenes type stuff. Yeah. Great performances. Well, the only thing I can think of is I don't think PG-13 came in till mid to late 80s. It came in with uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Was it? Yep. Because the first one I remember seeing was Lady in Red with Kelly LeBrock. Mm-hmm. Gene Wilder. That's the first one I remember being mm-hmm. labeled as PG thirteen. Yeah, it, it came in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. So that may be why is it was it quite comfortable enough to be just PG. Mm-hmm. So our only other option is R. I honestly can't remember. Well, I mean, the hitchhiker sex was Jamie Lee Curtis, so I know they didn't show anything with her. No, because she didn't. <laughs> everybody knows from from watching Scream when she shows hers. <laughs> well, I knew because I grew up watching Trading Places. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, she was the, the, the soulful one in Halloween, so she couldn't show him there. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, that, that one's that one's a great because it's like that one's like, just like a classic ghost story type yeah, tale. Yeah, like yeah. has all the elements of that. I think Netflix had the remake on for a little while. The yeah, one that came out in like the nineties. Yeah, it was okay. It's okay. But... Yeah, <laughs> um, Disney even makes an appearance during this this period with uh, the Watcher in the Woods with Betty Davis. Betty Davis. Yeah. Um, actually, that I was looking that up a little bit earlier for research, and uh, the book is entitled "A Watcher in the Woods," which mm. came out, which was released four years prior to the film. Okay. Um, a lot of the scenes that they used were the same scenes or places, locations that they had in um, a haunting in '63. Mm-hmm. So I found that pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, that that one's that one also classy. That one's also very classy ghost story because I yeah. mean that one has to be PG by virtue of it being live action Disney, right? But it doesn't skirt away from it being a ghost story. Too. No, and there are actually, if I remember right, because I saw it in the theater when I was a kid, you know, there are a couple of little moments that you're just like, whoa! It's it's got some, it's got some suspense building. Yeah, surprisingly well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about Kubrick. Came out in eighty with The Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, another well, something that's still going on today. Friday Thirteenth. Oh yeah. Released in nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the backstory behind that one a little bit. Uh, what part of the backstory? How they got started with it. I actually do not know that. I know a lot of trivia about it, but I don't know that one. Okay, so Sean Cunningham and his partner decided that they were going to make this next movie, and they've been doing some children's films or whatever and they weren't paying very well so they were like well what about Friday the 13th is that trademarked or anything let's just put out an ad saying Friday the 13th coming soon if we get sued we know that it's mm-hmm. someone else has it they didn't they didn't even have a script <laughs> they were just like put out an ad put out an ad and now everybody's like what's this Friday the 13th thing so it's now coming. they're like yeah it's coming <laughs> so now we gotta write a script and we gotta come up with all this stuff and um, I was actually watching, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, um, part three, and uh, there was the one scene where she picks up the Fangoria. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then she sits down, she opens it up direct to a Tom Savini story. <laughs> An article about Tom Savini, and then flips it to Godzilla. There yeah. Was, I was like, yes! Um, but yeah, we still got Jason running around. I don't know if we're going to have this next one, though. Because they keep pushing it back, and then they keep canceling it, and then they'll bring it back, and they're going to cancel it. And so I don't know if we're going to have another Friday the 13th. Yeah. I. Which is odd, because it's the 13th. Friday the 13th. <laughs> um, maybe that's it. It's, a, it's an unlucky production. Maybe so. Maybe Change so. Change it to the 14th. Ooh. We'll get to that one in a minute. But that happened on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're going to see a lot of... Uh, holidays and stuff start being targeted it's really kind of the the birth of the what we now know as a stereotypical slasher starting mm-hmm. with halloween and then moving into friday 13 <coughs> yes. and then you know we get mother's day and terror train which was jimmy lee curtis's next film after yeah. halloween yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a it's a solid little flick it was a good one yeah. it just had an anniversary recently did it mm-hmm. two years ago um would have been the 25th 35th Stage fright. That one's pretty good as yeah. well. Um, the Boogeyman. Yeah. starts in a lot of witchcraft and stuff during this period too. Because um, there's <coughs> hex versus witchcraft. Which one's worse? Yeah. Oh, Ken Russell was working on this during this period too. Yeah. Altered States, 1980. I love Altered States. I actually have it up there. <laughs> it is it's a, a great film. It's zany. It is, and it's a little bit intellectual. It is. Um, it is. Which may be why it didn't get well, the repertoire. M- most of Ken Russell's movies are, though. He did yeah. He did Gothic, that one that was oh, okay. about Mar- uh, Lord Byron and right. Mary Shelley and all that, and uh, Lair of the White Worm. Oh, that one was not so good. <laughs> that one's his, too. Well. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Um yeah, so I can't get off the thought of that that film now. Oh my god, white worms. Um, no, but 
Sorry. Holiday films, Christmas Eve. Eve. Now, correct me if I. That was not the one that got the big, huge parental petitions and everything going on. That, that was, was Silent Night. Silent Night, Dead or Night, Night, yes. Although Christmas Evil, Christmas Evil is the one that's got the kid going crazy after witnessing his dad dressed up as Santa Claus with his mom right, at the beginning right, of yeah. it. Yeah, and Silent Night, Deadly Night actually features a really traumatic backstory behind somebody at... at yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Catholic school. And... That one That one unjustly got panned by critics. Like, as far as, like, you know, everybody getting all... all yeah. You know, there's, like, no justification. It's just senseless violence and everything. Like, you watch Silent Night, Deadly Night, and, like, half of it is backstory. Half yeah. of it's the psychology of the main character. <laughs> There's that box again. Uh-oh. Um, Don't open the box. Well, one of the documentaries I was watching on it, actually, they went to a uh, scholar. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it was because of the way they cut the trailer. Yeah. If they'd have cut the trailer based on the backstory of the kid and how he had troubles and he grew up with troubles and mm-hmm. all this stuff, then they probably wouldn't have got to lash out. But the trailer primarily stated, Santa's going to come kill you. Look at him. <laughs> So they were like, we're not letting our kids see Santa on the TV, and he's, we're trying to teach them Santa's good, and, you know, and it was, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, a few days later, we have New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's Everything. evil. Everything's evil if it has an Eve, I guess. <clears throat> I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> um, one, of, one of my favorites, especially with one of the scenes in the scanners yeah. coming out the next year. Yeah, you know the big head blowing up scene. Yep. Yeah, David Cronenberg's breakout movie. Yeah, really. Um, we also see a lot of a lot more werewolf movies during this time period than we do now. Yes, it makes me happy. Yes, I like, like the werewolf. The movies. Howling. I like the Howling. Howling. Howling is a like Howling is one of the most amazing setups for any movie I've ever seen. Like, cause I, I knew. I knew it had werewolves, yeah. and that was about it. And whenever, so whenever I finally got around to watching it, and like, there's e, there's the mom from ET, yeah. and she's meeting some pervert serial assaulter in a back alley porno booth. Like, and he like, he's like, puts a quarter in there, makes her face the screen, and starts talking to her. Like, I'm gonna show you something. Just like, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. So was he related to Jigsaw? <laughs> I want to play a game. Well, I want to show you something. Well, he could be related to Pinhead with sights to show. Some sights to show you. Just don't look at the hole in the wall. No. Everybody, I guess every monster. I guess every horror movie monster is kind of a showman at heart. Gotta be. Gotta be. I mean, look at Freddy. Um. But yeah, I love the Howling. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the only one that I can think of that also included a clip from the original Wolfman on the TV. D. Wallace and some guy are in the bedroom and they get the call. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is weird stuff going on. And just about that time... Oh, launching. The, the, the... What? You have been bitten? Yeah. Yeah. I... I've seen that. I've seen it pop up every once in a while. I don't know if they're movies or TV shows. So whenever they, I see it, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, and then you got uh, My Bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of the remake? Mm. I the remake was fun. It had uh, one of the guys from Supernatural in it. Yeah, or, Jensen Ackles. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's I, like they both split off and did something because yeah. Padalecki went and did the remake of Friday uh, Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, My Bloody Valentine, the remake, was fun for the 3D. Like, yeah. they, they had a lot of fun with 3D in that movie. Yeah. Um, the original... <coughs> I don't... I know it's got a... It's, I know it's got a... I know it's got a reputation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you even got a, a alternative rock band named oh, yeah. after it. Yeah. You know, underground rock. Yeah. And it's just like... I don't begrudge them that. Mm-hmm. I, I personally thought it was a little underwhelming, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know the the laundromat scene was really yeah the the, the real clincher in that film I think mm-hmm. um, yeah what do you think it's one that I don't think has aged well in it being shocking no 
No. Because like it, I know it has a reputation for being shocking. Like when it first came out, right. and now you watch. I mean, you watch it today, and it's just like it's kind of mild by comparison to some other things right. I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and then evidently there's this movie up here that I forgot to mark off as important. Uh, in '81, the Black Cat. Oh yeah. The one y'all were talking about. That's the no, the cat people. Oh, cat people. Sorry. Cat people. I remember no. cat. <coughs> Black cat. Uh, that, is that the Argento one? It might I think be. so. The one with Argento and George Romero. Maybe. No. Maybe. I'm also noticing going through the list a, a, a 15th time. I'm seeing a lot of the word cannibals in here since Cannibal Holocaust. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because here's. Cannibal Pharrell, and there was another Cannibal. We had a few of those in the late 70s, though. That was the the cat people, or the black black cat cat was um, Lucille. Lucio Fulci. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think we've already addressed that. Do y'all watch any of Fulci's movies? House by the Cemetery, Zombie, like just the name Zombie, and (laughs) The Beyond, and all that. (coughs) I guess. Oh, The Beyond is in here. I may have. I think I mean, if so. They were, I, if I they like were a not good... subtitled or English dubbed, I probably didn't. He is. I mean, he is a. Uh, he is well loved by the Gorehounds. Yeah, like, and, for I've with, seen... and with good reason. I mean, you know, his special effects are very interesting. I, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, but like the the eye scene in Zombie is one of the most pivotal, well known gore shots ever. But yeah. For 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 me. Like I, I will say that uh, you know, just a word of advice for people that want that are wanting to see it. If you have a pro- if you have a problem with um, pacing and tone, like if you can't stand for things to just kind of be thrown off course, right? Fulci does that all the time. Like gotcha. he gets to a kill scene, and that kill will last forever. Really? <laughs> and so it's just like, okay, Maybe all right. What about the plot? Okay, we're just gonna abandon that yeah. for a little bit. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, now I did mark off one called the hand. I vaguely remember it. Like I said, I'm cleaning du- cobwebs out for some of these. Michael Caine. Yeah. Michael Caine, and uh, it's an Oliver Stone horror film. Yeah. I, I thought, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I vaguely remember it, so I was like, the hand. That I, I know that. I must put that in. Yes. Um, and then graduation day. Happy birthday to me. Still on the pole. You gotta have special days. You gotta have special, special days. days. Yep. Um, and then we get our sequel to Faces of Death. Blah. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Faces of Death. We talked a bit about that yeah. last show, so we'll just let that one slide by. Yeah, let's keep going. Um, and then more werewolves with Wolfen. I loved Wolfen. Well, I almost forgot about Wolfen until I pulled up the list. I was like, oh, yeah, Wolfen. That one that one adds a little bit of the Native American mythos to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I had to mark off Heavy Metal because it's just a great film. <laughs> yeah, I saw you highlight that. I was like, I was like, you're really reaching, sir. I'm like, I guess there are zombie Nazis in one scene. Yeah, and there's, there's a whole segment. There's a green glowing ball of evil. Yes. But as far as what it actually does, is it just tells some stories the to Algar. a horrified girl. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that thing into a live action film. I think that'll be great. Named Harry Canyon. I drive a cab. <laughs> <laughs> um, Deadly Blessing. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Wes Craven film. Oh, deadly blessing! Deadly blessing! Yes. You're looking very confused at that. <laughs> I was too. I was sitting. Uh, <clears throat> well, you. you the a deadly blessing. Yep. Another West Craven. Another West Craven. I, I thought okay, you were headed somewhere. It was the some... pause. It oh, was the pause. Headed... I thought you were going somewhere else. I so did like, I. I was like, wait, what, what else? What are we looking here? <laughs> did we miss something on our paper? Um, the film right after it. That's a Fulci movie, House by the Cemetery. Yeah. Which, if you are interested in Fulci at all, that would be my first recommendation because I do actually like that movie. Yeah. Uh, but then we have an American Werewolf in London. Oh yes, yes. Gotta love that film. Yeah, John Landis, who basically kept alternating from horror to comedy, and he does both pretty well in that movie. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, allergies. Um, oh, we still have a lot of our don't goes, don't do's. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go in the woods. And, 
Well, I'm fine about it. It's fine. Or you, or you not? No. Okay. Did you see um, Atrapados? It's an Argento. Is it? Mm-hmm. What, does it have a translated title? Mm, no. <laughs> so, so just for the for the audience benefit, I am I, think... I am an Argento freak. I'm pro- I know it's been said on several broadcasts, so I was looking at what Argento movies yeah. were in this list. <laughs> yeah, Atropatus. Yeah. Uh, don't go in the woods, lady. Stay dead. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Uh, Overted. I, I still don't understand that one. I bet it. I bet it. It would make sense if you got the original. If you got it translated from its original language. True. The the, the Atropatos is the English translation is caught up. Caught up. Mm-hmm. Caught up. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Boogans. The Boogans. I, uh, oh, I, know, the Boogans. I know some people like the Boogans. <laughs> Those bloody parrots. Oh no. Kung Fu zombies. <laughs> and then we get Sam Raimi. Evil Dead. Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. Love me some Evil Dead. That's a great one. I was actually, I think I'm on the uh, third episode so far. Of Ash vs. Evil yeah, Dead. Yeah, Ash vs. Evil Dead. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Krista couldn't get into it. Of course, I don't think she really got into the yeah. Evil Deads when it's, they first like, came out. I, I showed Katie Evil Dead 2 right before we hopped into the show. And that is a, it, is, it is right on point with the tone of True. Evil Dead 2. It is. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot more comical than the first one. Mm-hmm. But then you got to go with Army of Darkness. That was a great one too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Evil Dead. Evil Dead's good. It, like, it's. Uh, I think what set it apart was besides the story. It's the way he managed the cameras flowing through as the the entity or whatever. There are so many shots in that movie that have been aped by other directors. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Almost worth a. Uh, it's almost worth uh, Bruce Campbell getting torn up by that motorcycle that was catapulting him through the woods for <laughs> that one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did like in the first episode where he's like, wait a minute, who read from this? And he had to go back and envision it and he's like, ooh. It's a idiotic backstory too. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight of the Stair- Scarecrow. That yep. is actually a really good TV movie. It's not bad. I remember it vaguely. Like Larry Drake didn't remember it enough to mark it off, but I remember it. Uh, basically, the plotline of that one is a little girl befriends a mentally handicapped guy in a small Idaho town, Iowa town, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's cornfields everywhere. Yeah, cornfields. <laughs> Um, oh, that's always that's always nice. We'll yeah. get to some cornfields later too. <laughs> yeah. exactly. But uh, Charles Durning is actually the main villain in the entire movie. The the uh, governor from Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but uh, he's this post office worker that doesn't like the this mentally handicapped guy hanging around the the girl. So he forms a vigilante posse, and they accident they end up accidentally killing him. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden the scarecrow starts stalking every one of those members of the vigilante party at night. Yeah. That's solid. <laughs> I gotta go back and look that one up. It's been so long. Um, and then we're getting into, you know, by back by popular demand, Michael Myers with mm-hmm. Halloween 2. Yep. And we had said, I think we said in a previous broadcast, finally shoring up the fact that Lori yeah. and him are related. Yeah. That's where they, they got all the... the notes from the fans and whatever and they're like well we want to see more about this brother and sister thing what happens and they're like well we didn't write it that way but i guess we will now i think that i think that what that one's interesting in that um whenever they were making it they didn't want it to push the envelope the envelope too much yeah and so like there's like a shoehorn in sex scene and like a in a hot tub in the middle mm-hmm. of that movie a lot of fans are preferring the TV cut because the TV cut adds cuts some like that out. it cuts that out, but it adds in noteworthy scenes that are actually more along the lines of what Deborah Hill and John right. Carpenter wanted with the right. movie. Right. <laughs> um, and then what you were talking about a little bit ago, um, good old Saturday the Fourteenth. <laughs> you know you like that movie. <laughs> it's stupid, but it's fun. Yeah, it's Jeff fun. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, Prowler wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that one also. So they all start 
merging in my mind. That one also had a miner, didn't it? Uh, the killer definitely has a helmet on, in the way I'm envisioning him, but I'm trying to remember exactly what that story is. I can't remember is. if that one was also a miner, like in My Bloody Valentine, or very similar to... It, uh, yeah. I know, I know it's got... It's Army got, Fatigues. Army, Army Fatigues. fatigues. Army, I remember, World War II. I remember the helmet. Yeah, yeah. World yeah. War II. Yeah, I, I was like... He's got a gas mask on? I thought he did. I think so. Like a respirator. I think, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Back to the Fishies, Piranha Part Two, Piranha. the spawning. <laughs> we talked about that a little bit last time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see, anything else? I have a huge gap here in in stuff just because. I, I I've been looking. Srigala. <laughs> Tracking the Day of Judgment. Setting gone. Setting gone. Well, I don't know how to pronounce that one. Yeah, well, up in up to 1982, we have the movie you were telling me that faced some problems during the filming. Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, I love the Swamp Thing. Uh, another Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. No pause there. No pause. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware. We're talking about the Wes Craven film. Wes Craven film. Yes. Swamp, Swamp Thing. Thing. Yeah, uh, riddled with problems. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't it didn't happen the way he wanted it to. Um, because it was one of his first major studio films. Yeah. So it was like they had guarantors on set to make sure he was coming in on budget and on time. You know, they had stinging caterpillars falling out of the trees. (laughs) The suit was disintegrating in the water. I mean, it was just, it was a tragedy and he couldn't do anything about it because he was, you know, basically the studio went here, here's the money, go shoot it, but we're not going to let you... Yeah, well, harkening back to the fog, that one has Adrian Barbeau in it as well, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's what I remember being the love interest. I liked the Swamp Thing. I yeah. thought it was a great film. I, I've and always it's wanted such a huge cult classic right now. I've always wanted. I've always wanted to see it, but I've yet to actually. Yeah, um, Ray. I can't remember his last name. Mean guy. The actor's name is Ray something. Um, Fast fingers over there. Get it. <laughs> Ray Fassbender? Wise. Yes, Ray Wise. Oh, from uh, Twin Peaks. Yes. Yeah. He, he now plays. I definitely want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he said that in L.A. they they show it like every year on, on TV around <laughs> Halloween. He's like always watching it. Um, and, I mean, it, it, it grew a huge, like a lot of the horror films do. They'll not do so well in the box office, but then end up with a huge fan base. Well, I'm get, I'm guessing based on the pedigree of the movie and things I've heard about it, it's got a kind of tacked in environmental message, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That would make sense. Just keep showing it in California year in and year out. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then there's those strange brothers, basket case. Mm-hmm. One's just a little that strange. It's a, a freaky movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a little bit. <laughs> Oh, don't look in the attic. Oh, no, don't do it. Creep show. Creep show. Gotta love Creep show. Another Adrian Barbeau. Mm-hmm. What would you do without me, Harry? <laughs> I want to say probably my favorite one out there is the Roach one. The old dude with the Roaches. E.G. Marshall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that one's pretty soft. I, I don't know. I really like the opening one. Where's my cake, Bedelia? <laughs> I own it. It's been so long since I've seen it. The one, where, the one where it's uh, the the crazy aunt or whatever who was taking care of the grandfather, and oh, okay. she let him okay. di- and she let him die, and yeah. then like he comes back on his. They're all gathered on his birthday, and he comes back from beyond the grave. Yeah, this is also the one that I believe Tom Savini makes his most favorite character or creature, the one that under the stairs. Yes, that's yep. the Adrian Barbeau story. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, um, and Hal Holbrook's probably the first time we see Stephen King one in one of his films. Yes, and he is so mm-hmm. quotable in that movie. He is. You done it now, Georgie. <laughs> Golly, Jane. What do you say? Golly, Jane. Jehoshaphat or something. <laughs> I just love all those little uh, the dream sequences where he just comes in with a meteor and the guy is like just hands some sacks of money. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then it cracks open and like, N- what did you think we were going to do? <laughs> oh, man. That was a great film. 
Um, and then we also get, uh, I believe this was also Landis, wasn't it? No. That's Toby Hooper. Hooper, that's right. Poltergeist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that one, they claim to have curses from the whole series. Right. Because, because of the amount of actual deaths. I think it just had some very unfortunate things happen with yeah. some of its actors. Yeah. Especially um, the older sister, I guess, from the, the first one. The yeah. first one, the that older was, sister. That is a heartbreaking story with oh, her, yeah. and her boyfriend and all yeah. that. Uh, for those of you that don't know any of the backstory to some of this so-called curse of the series, um, after the first film, the girl that played the oldest sister in real life, her... Dominique Swain? Is that right? Th- yeah. Might have been. Heather's just going to be our researcher. Yeah. She's not <laughs> talking much today. Uh, Dominique Dune. Dune. Dominique Dune. Okay. Yeah. Um, she actually had a very violent boyfriend that beat her to death. So that's why she wasn't in the second film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they get away with saying she went off to college. So. Yeah. Um, Terror of the Goonie Monster? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the Goonies. <laughs> um, one of my all-time favorites also came out in 82. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes. I love that film. I think the makeup t- still stands today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just it's just that good. It, it It's also one of the few creature films that actually plays with psychology. Yeah. yeah. Because normally, you know, you get creature films in general play it safe, and they're just like oh, this thing's attacking us or whatever. But with that one, it's, you know, you never know which one of your friends have right. been taken over by the thing. And right. it like, just to see them, like, morph into the horrible, grotesque body, flesh pound. Yeah, and, and, and then it, he did real good bringing in that, that bit of suspense when they do the whole uh, uh, blood test. Yeah. You know, and then the old guy's just like, now, if you don't mind, I'd really like not to set this fucking jazz the rest of it. It's gory. I love that film. There's so much good about it. My um, my wife has a has a standing rule: the no nos are dead dads and dead dogs. Okay. Considering what see, see considering thing? she's seen the thing. Okay. But considering what happens in the middle of that movie mm-hmm. with that entire dog kennel. Yeah. It's like yeah. to say that she actually still likes that movie says a lot for that movie's quality. Well, the the, the big monster at the end has the dog heads too. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Love that film. Um, so, continuing on with uh, franchises, we're also going to be bringing in the new uh, kind of uh, fun thing, 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Friday the 13th. Well, the, the resurgence. Yeah. It's like... Hey, we did that in the 50s. Let's do it in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. It's, a it's new like thing. every 20 years, let's bring out some more 3D. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, watch that one today in 3D. Ooh. I love that film. Uh, it's also the film where we get to, to get his iconic look that everybody knows him as now. Yeah. Because uh, prior to that, he did not have said hockey mask. Just had a bag head. Yeah, bag head. <laughs> Which the uh, actor that did part two said that he got burns on his eye mm-hmm. because when they first tried it the bag would flop around and he couldn't see mm-hmm. so they started using double stick tape to hold Ooh. it in place so the, the eye hole would stay in place and he said after you know some time it started leaving you know uh, raw spots and stuff because it was burning every time they take it off put it back on take it off put it back on I, remember. I figured they would have had a better way to do that yeah <coughs> You remember? I I, rem- I remember liking because uh, like I mara I basically binge watched marathon through all the Friday the Thirteenth within a period of about a month or so. Yeah. So they all kind of run together, but I remember liking the the general setting of the right. third one pretty well. Yeah. Um. Because that one really takes place. It's really not campers. It's a person coming back to revisit a home from mm-hmm. when she got scared by seeing it as a kid, which. This one also shows that he's not always the immediate killer. Yeah. Um, because there's a scene where she's got the boyfriend, or he's got the boyfriend, hidden behind the corner of the house, keeping him from talking, and then he kills him. <laughs> Which is like, okay, so he's not always a land shark. He sometimes has to circle his brain. <laughs> uh, Eight, oh. 
Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Yep. That would be the Angela Lansbury version. Oh. That one is epic. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> so it's just a it's just a filming of them doing the Broadway version from that. From oh, that. okay. But, <laughs> but uh, let's. So, I mean, you can see them turning the set around and all that right. type of mm-hmm. stuff. There's an intermission, but. Yeah, if you've ever seen, if you've only ever seen the Burton version of uh, Sweeney Todd, watch the stage version. Yeah. It is a completely different It really is. I bet it is. That's like I I keep telling my wife that, like with Phantom of the Opera, I I won't go see, I won't watch it until I go to the the play version Mm -hmm. and see it on stage first. Well, you would never know watching the Burton version of Sweeney Todd that it was a comedy. Really? It is. So dark. So, so so dark. So dark. (laughs) The only one I've even tempted to watch was the Johnny Depp one. Well, that's what that's the that's the one that's the Burton version. Yeah, it. I mean, it's good in its own right, but it is not. It it cut out some of the signature songs too. Yeah, like the the most well known song was cut by about half. God, that's good or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I was flipping through. It was on HBO. I was like, okay. And it was, I, I had happened to catch a scene where he like walks over this guy and he just slashes his throat, blood gushes everywhere, and flips a switch, the mm-hmm. chair flips down. I was like, okay, this is, might be pretty good. And then he broke out the song. I was like, nope, can't do it, I can't do it. I like a good musical. I've, I've got that one on DVD. I do too. <laughs> I think we have it, but I don't think I watched it. It's so. Oh no, maybe it's Dark. I don't know. We have something. Something um, about Mrs. Potts acting all psychotic. That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see. Oh, look, Heather. Here's our one that we always love. Really? Halloween 3. I love that one. On its own. It should not be a Halloween. And, and, I mean, it was it was a solid movie on its own, but to throw it in with Halloween, it's like they were just they reached too far. Well, it was John Carpenter saying, "Can we please do something else?" Yeah, but <laughs> and it was I mean, and it was a solid one on on its own, especially with the bugs and snakes you know, yeah. crawling out the mask from their heads. The the scene where they like do the testing with the family, in yeah, that, in that yeah. simulated, yeah, head, that is pro- that's very dark and memorable. But yeah. Like, the whole rest of the movie, like it has all this weird B movie stuff. Like it feels like a insane episode of Twilight Zone. Yeah, it kind of yeah, does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and also, it seems like it's maybe a prelude to him coming up with the, uh, "They Live." Not "They Live." He did "They Live." He did "They yeah. Live." Because yeah. I know there was a "They" and there was a "They Live." Yeah. Um, I mean, because it has some of the, you can see some of the same similarities. It's got the conspiracy stuff going yeah, on. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you go real conspiracy here in 83 with Cronenberg. Uh, Videodrome. Videodrome. Thank Long you for completely the... passing over the one. Which one? <laughs> Please don't bring it up. Which one? Oh, that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, <sighs> uh, see, you had to say it. I was going to let it slide. <laughs> But he well, loves that one. Well, the, I was about to say, you have a problem with the original. I'm the one that has I the problem. I have a problem with with all of them. I can't... I can get through... How, if it has to do with I, that house, she can't do it. I can get I, I can get in the second one by myself to where the eyes come out of the little... Mm-hmm. The little glowing thing comes out of the little basement yeah. secret. And that's as far as I can go. I can't go any further. <laughs> You've never seen it all the way through? I've seen it all the way through. No. But if I'm by myself, that's okay. as far as I can go. That's like we're gonna go see the new one. That movie. I've seen them all. Yeah, I, I've been on record. I've been on record on a previous broadcast. That one's just tragic to me. Like, yeah. You, you get to the end of that movie, and it is. Oh yeah. It's yeah. not a thing of you being scared at the end of that. It's you're just depressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I'm gonna skip over this one too, and then we'll go straight into the Twilight Zone. Talked about that a little bit already, though. Mm-hmm. Um. But then you got more 3D. With Jaws 3D. Jaws. Yep. Uh, uh, the Sea World. Yeah. Um, and then we move into your your namesake here, little buddy, that you're actually sleeping this day. I'm surprised. Um, Cujo. Cujo. More, more Stephen King. I like to be mm-hmm. some Cujo. Um, and then there's, you know, <coughs> tragedies in the, in, the, in, the, in the kitchen. 
Oh, yes. Damn microwave. Microwave massacre. She loved that one. Okay. It was terrible. I mean, it was, it, I mean, it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but I watched it all the way to the end because the main, the, the main killer guy mm-hmm. is, uh, hold on just a second, let me pull up his name, because it's very important because you'll never look at a kid's movie again the same way. The voice of the killer is Jackie Vernon. Do you know who that is? He's the voice of Frosty the Snowman. Okay, and in this whole movie, he, he his wife is always trying to fix all this, like, crazy... He's trying to... Oh, yo, no, please. He's trying to... She's trying to, like, broaden his horizons and make all this crazy food in this gigantic, like, people-sized microwave. <laughs> and uh, and I say it that way because that's important. Oh, so he gets, ti- he gets okay. tired of it, and he cuts her up, and he puts her in the freezer, and then he cooks her in the microwave. Well, then he gets finished with her, and he wants to go up... Well, the only way that he can have can have sex with these ladies, he has to have sex with them before he eats them. Okay. And hearing Frosty have sex with a hooker, it just will throw you <laughs> off. I mean, it's it's just what it, because you're like, what am I? What is this? Don't touch the hat. Yeah, it was right. Don't yeah, take yeah, the hat. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, bring your Morris to kick in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, it just it will completely throw you. So now every time it's like Frosty comes on, I'm like, ugh. Hey, Mom, let's watch Frosty this Christmas. <laughs> no, because Charlie walked in. He goes, Mom, do I hear Frosty? And I'm like, Nope, go in your room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So. Uh, oh, Stephen King. Look. The, the dead, dead zone. Love the dead zone. I do too. Yeah. Did you ever watch the series? I did. I like the series. The, the series, yeah. It Anthony was, Michael Hall did a really great job. Yeah. It, like, considering how closed off the narrative of the book and the movie is, it was kind of yeah. amazing that it actually worked as a series. Yeah. Although I was really disappointed at the end of the series before they got to the end of the film because the film or the book is portrayed through the entire two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. Then they get right up to that point. I think it had more than seasons than that. Did it have more? Maybe four? I think five, all five or something. So, yeah. But they never got to the tail end of the book where he actually finishes them off and everything works out like Christopher Walking got to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait, there's another season here somewhere. Come on, we're not to the end of the book yet. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, it was Martin Sheen. Yes. Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not remember who the... the says. I don't either. It's been a long time since I've seen the original. Yep. The um, Dead Zone? Yeah. Yeah. What was your question? Uh, the, the love fe- interest. The, yeah, main female actress. Brooke Adams. Brooke Adams. Okay. Okay. Um, ooh, Sleepaway Camp. That's <laughs> an interesting one. Yeah. The chick that played that one, I saw her in a documentary, and she, at the time, didn't understand what was going on. And then she went back and watched it years later, and she goes, "Oh, I'm the chick with a dick." <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was. Really I guess she wasn't on set for that day. No, because what they did is they um, had some real skinny guy that had her body frame show uh-huh. up and be naked for that part, and they just masked her face over it. <laughs> okay. So she never knew what that end scene was. <laughs> I wonder if she had some dates ruined for people that watch that movie. Right? It's like, uh, hey, you want to... No, wait. I know... No. Never mind. <laughs> um, but we start seeing actual stuff move into the now popular music video. Um, thanks to MTV, which no longer plays music. Thanks, MTV. <laughs> thanks. Um, with Michael Jackson's Thriller. I love Thriller. It was great. great. Also noted to be probably one of the first mini-movies done as a video mm-hmm. like, it's even got the credits on it yeah but, I, but whenever Michael Jackson went and tapped the director of American Werewolves in London specifically to do it I imagine they probably yeah you know like we'll, we'll, we'll give everybody credit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you were right when we started out saying there was going to be some Stephen King there in this time period but now mm-hmm. we got Christine oh yeah Christine and Cujo are 
like from with the, both of those being in this era, this is sort of interesting because you watch those movies and they're not at all what you think they're gonna be. No. No. <laughs> no. Like if you go into Cujo expecting a killer dog, you're gonna be waiting around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Same thing with Christine. With Christine, yeah, it's all about like it's not necessarily a killer car, it's guy going insane for his car. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, but the car did do some killing. Yeah, yeah. It, saved a lot of money from from insurance by driving around Christine. <laughs> um, and then, you know, uh, what, a year later, he comes out with another one, Children of the Corn. Don't go in the cornfield. Which is a great film. It's great. It's great. It, um, it's very cheesy, but it's great. It is. Belinda Hamilton and... Um, Outlander! We have your woman, Outlander! <laughs> Uh, that was uh, Linda Hamilton and um, can't remember the male. Peter Horton. Peter Horton. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a great film. the 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 main bad guy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they called him. Eli, I thought. No, Malachi. 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 Yeah. Um, he was actually like thirty. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Well, all the others were kids. Kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, 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 Isaac. Isaac, Isaac was, was yeah. the main yeah. guy. Malachi yeah. was the redhead. Malachi guy. was the redhead. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He was the one that screamed. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> more Friday the 13th. Yeah. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, because Paramount was trying to get out of the franchise. Yeah. All right, we've got all we're going to get out of this. Paramount did, yeah, Paramount was kind of surprised that it kept making money. Oh, yeah. But they, but they, did, like, they were like, we can't keep doing this. So we're just like, we're going to... Sure you can't. It's like, we're the final chapter, and then... That one <laughs> made so much bank. They're like, yeah, it made fine. Way the more same than year, three. yeah, <laughs> the same year. Yep. Um, and then moving on to more Stephen King with Firestarter. I watched that this morning. Yeah, because I uh, like it had been so long since I had seen it, and I was commenting to you that I forgot George C. Scott was in that. Yes, yeah. uh, the man he was. He being. <laughs> Real uncomfortable as an adult because I watched that when I was a kid. So like now when I watch it and the, he's talking about seven, six, seven-year-old Drew Barrymore and he's just like he's like yeah he's like he's like give to her to me for disposal afterwards and like Martin Sheen's like what do you want with her? She's young and she's beautiful. I need to get inside her. I'm like shut up. That's just enough. Stop nope, talking. No, 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 that's enough. No, 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 more. no more. No more. <laughs> No more out of you. No. Stop then, now. But I, I do love how systematically every scene from that point on, he's a little bit more descriptive on what the actual purpose is. So it's not as vague and creepy from that right. point on. It's just like it's like her power. I'm gonna I'm gonna get her power after I die. Oh, yeah. That's what you meant. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Now that I said George C. Scott, though, I mm-hmm. one you didn't have highlighted earlier, mm-hmm. the changeling. Oh yeah, yeah, Changeling yeah. Oh, is a, I like that one. Yes, that is a great ghost story. Yeah. For but uh, him being a much nicer character in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to mention this one because the name is so bad. Devil Fetus Two: The Rape After. Oh. <laughs> We've had a couple with rape in the title. Yeah, so we yeah. have actually. Um, yeah. Uh, where were? Oh, we were Firestarter. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One you don't have highlighted is the Toxic, Toxic Avenger. Avenger. I was just looking at that one, yeah. Great old, uh, can't remember the name of the company. Trauma. Like. Trauma film, yeah. Trauma. <laughs> Great Traumaville. They're coming out with a new one, I think, soon. Or just recently did. Uh, last one that came out, as far as I remember, was uh, 4, Citizen Toxie. But that was a few years ago. Yeah. They might have another one. I thought I was also in the news recently that there was another one. That was the one in 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we go back to Wes Craven a little bit. Oh, no. We, we got to skip. I almost skipped a good one. You almost skipped one of my favorite movies I of know. all time. Gremlins. One of my son's favorite movies of yeah, all time. It's a great film. I watch it every Christmas. Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was the one we discussed whether it really was a Christmas movie mm-hmm. or if it was just a movie set in Christmas. Yeah. It starts with the song, Christmas. <laughs> it, it, with the snow. But the theme is not like My, Christmas evil. It's about Christmas. Well, 
as far as my own personal interpretation and like love of that movie goes, like the reason I love that movie, mm-hmm. I love the creatures, I love the life cycle of Mogwise, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't make a damn bit of sense. <laughs> 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 like how would how would evolution not just kill creatures that can't be out for half right. a day? Right. But uh, the the thing that that movie does so well though is world building. Yes, because like that town is alive when you watch yeah. that yeah. movie. Like yeah. that's the only reason that you care about like the creatures wrecking it up because you get to see like this picture picturesque little community, right? And then it gets wrecked by yeah. the second yeah. half of the movie. You're like, oh yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that's the only reason you can even sort of fathom it as a horror movie because like a couple of people die during it. Yeah, and then some people don't. Whenever you get to the sequel, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Weren't you dead? He's like, no, we like Dick Smith. <laughs> he comes back. <laughs> oh, man. Don't you choke okay over there? you alright? I almost had tea come out of my nose. Oh, my goodness. That would not be fun. Everybody loves Murray <laughs> Futterman. <laughs> ah, damn foreign cars. Right. Uh, uh, you were saying Hills Have Eyes yes. Part 2. Yes, Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Never watched that one myself. Really? I have those. I have the remake one, but I don't have the original. Did you I, know? Well, Wes Craven did both the original ori- first and second. Yeah. But do you know why he did the second one? He didn't like it the original. No, Wes Craven. He did the second one because he needed money, and he has since then disowned it. Yeah, like, pretty nope. much. That's uh, what happened. You'll do anything for a buck. Mm-hmm. No, see, I did mark off one here that I don't know if I would consider it actually horror, but it was kind of scary in parts. Dreamscape. Yeah, with uh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, it's a, a good movie. I love that movie. I guess I guess the whole snake part towards the end is where it kind of gets really kind of scary and creepy and mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. Um, then you got those uh, cannibalistic human underground dwellers. Yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which, yeah, I I was remarking to you. I I was able to. Once I started watching R-rated movies, I was able to kind of pick and choose what my my parents were trusting me enough to use better judgment. <laughs> and w- so, whenever there's one that's called cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers, like whenever I was like of a certain age, I was just like, "Yeah, I'm okay without that one." And then I finally watched it recently, and I'm like, "This is not the movie I thought it no. was. Yeah. <laughs> this is so not the movie I thought it was." Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Ninja Three, the uh, the domination. <laughs> Not really so much really horror movies per se. Creature stuff in it. It's got some creature stuff in it. It's got ghosts. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But it was a really fun movie. Yes. I want you to say the next one that starts with a P. The next one it's that the starts TV with movie. a P. The TV movie. Right. Uh, we know what a catchwall. How now to? I'm sorry, I just had to have y'all both say that. Pawanatwa. It was on TV, we didn't care. Maybe maybe you're just missing the maybe you're missing like some spaces and it's supposed to be power now, act two. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah, it. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. The epic sequel to Power Now. Yes. Back to <laughs> so I've been, this is massive sidetrack, but I've been I've been listening to uh, NPR in the car every mm-hmm. once in a while. Something that delights me to no end. Whenever they're talking about like this year, this uh, this month in the arts or whatever, they had they they get to the sponsors, and every morning around here they have, and also brought to you by the law office of Travis Wolf, who is now Armanino. And I'm just like Armanino. I'm like his name is now Armanino. What's going on? <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Okay. Halloween act two. Halloween act two. Okay. So now let's move on to that was fun. Uh, the uh, movie that made Wes Craven a name. Nightmare on Elm Street. A Nightmare on Elm Street. A Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm sorry. Nightmare on Elm Street. Not the Nightmare on Elm Street. Isn't that what they called the sequel? The Nightmare on Elm Street? Or did they actually use A? I think they don't use either. Anyway, I didn't watch it. I did. I'm sorry. The Uh, 2010 is A Nightmare. Oh, so they did do a full copy. Okay. And it was terrible. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I cared you. Um, but yeah, Robert England. Mm-hmm. Oh, not, yeah. not what Wes Craven initially envisioned for Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. But 
After it worked so the well. audition, he was like, okay, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Johnny Depp's first feature film. Yeah. It's important to remark, like, whenever you're, like, whenever you go back to the that one in particular, like, every time I show, every time I show Katie in these movies mm-hmm. that I've, that I've watched for multiple mm-hmm. times, I start kind of watching it with fresh eyes, trying to imagine what she's thinking about during mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. With that one, Freddy is not the jovial sword in that first movie. No. Like, no. he is not at all. The, like, the jokes and everything, that doesn't start till later on. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's when... He's very straight to the point. Because Wes Craven actually lost all his rights after that. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't really fully understand his contract. Mm-hmm. So it was after that was done, uh, Shay, Robert Shea ended up with it. Yeah. And he had the full rights. So as he continued to go on and had other directors and other writers doing it, they were bringing more... Humor. I guess what they thought was dark humor, but it was more just raunchy humor. I think, I think that finally fully arrived in the third one. Yeah. Because, like, the second one had that entire separate plot line with the other, the new Freddy Krueger, which was completely abandoned. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, Wes Craven brings it all back to a full with Wes Craven's A New Nightmare, which is mm-hmm. a brilliant film. I love that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we had Ghoulies, and there's that Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm-hmm. Night of the Comet, I thought was really good. It is not what you think it is from that title. <laughs> is it not the one with uh, Chakotay? Hmm? Well, I just mean I just mean whenever you hear Night of the, the Night of the Comet, oh, it's, it, it's not exactly what you think that movie oh, is. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, no, I I love that movie. It's it a great, great movie. Uh, Robert Beltran mm-hmm. was great in that film. Uh, and then we go, oh, monster film, Godzilla, nineteen eighty five. When did that come out? Nineteen eighty four. We're looking into the future. Frankenstein yes. ninety came out in nineteen eighty four too. I saw True. that earlier. Yeah. So. Yeah, lots of 80s. Because this last part didn't really have much other than bloodsuckers from outer space. Yeah. Uh, there's there Frankenstein's Green Eight Tilly. I mean, there are a lot of, I mean, on this list, there's a lot of dark fantasy movies I'm yeah. noticing that, that yeah. started becoming a thing, which makes sense because Conan the Barbarian would have been around this era. Right. So, like, that's Beastmaster. Where, yes. Beastmaster. I love Beastmaster. <laughs> um, oh, look, Horror Heaven. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. She called. She should call the show Horror Heaven. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's probably somewhere on the net. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, there you go. 1980 to 1984. We will be bringing the rest of the decade next week because there's just so much to talk about. We actually have stretched a little into this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, if y'all had to pick one out of, out of the list that we just did, out what would be your one film to go to? <sighs> There's run, so many. You run the risk of pissing off the fans of several other franchises by picking one of these. Yeah, I know. But uh, personal favorites on this list, I really love American Werewolf in London. That's a great one. I, it's one I recommend to e- it's one I recommend even to people who don't like horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. Because it has a lot of different thing, things you, to offer. There's so much that makes that film work mm-hmm. other than just the transformation scene and mm-hmm. and the whole werewolf thing. It's just yeah. the whole it's got that real touristy feel to it because, you know, they go into that bar that they're all like who are you? <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's playing with the Wolfman on that. Yeah, like all the parody, you know, mm-hmm. like these the strangers coming into the pub. And yeah, like, no, you can't send him back on the moors. Yeah, <laughs> let him go. <laughs> what would you think? It's kind of a toss-up. Okay. Between Halloween two. Yeah. And The Shining. Oh, I thought you were Halloween three. <laughs> if The Shining is on, I'm watching The Shining. True. Always. I have, I have, Seen it Always. lots and lots of times. I yeah. have to. <laughs> huh. For me, I don't know, I'm like you, there's so many. But I would probably have to go with a nightmare on Elm Street. I mean I love me some Friday the thirteenth because I have like three or four of them mm-hmm. and I watched one today, but as far as the franchises and the styling of them, uh, Freddy Krueger was just so unique. Mm-hmm. Compared to all the other ones that have been out with the machetes and their butcher knives and, mm-hmm. you know, 
pickaxes and whatever else. It was just like, this dude's in dreams. Mm-hmm. He's got a claw hand. You can't get away from him. He And he, and he talked. Most of the others didn't. Yeah. Jason still didn't talk. Yeah. Best interview I ever saw, though. With Arsenio <laughs> Hall. <laughs> Kane Hodder in makeup doing an interview on an Arsenio Hall show. So Arsenio's just sort of like force feeding questions and never getting them answered? Yes. It's a brilliant. <laughs> I have to show it to you. Um, but there you go. There, There is the first half of the 80s. And we will get into the second half of the 80s next week. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, both those links are right there on the webpage. And then we also have our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, and our YouTube, which is Fear Central Net, all one word. And uh, am I forgetting anything? No, I think you've covered all the bases. I think so, too. Okay. Well, there we have it. And uh, as always... Stay scared. Fear Central is a product of Thoughtbox Studios. Copyright 2017. For more information, visit thoughtboxstudios.com. <laughs>